0: I want to just thank the Lord for giving us this opportunity to connect with you in, a, in a, such a personal level. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, while I'm preaching, there's absolute silence, right? It's this, except for amens and hallelujahs and clapping hands. And now here we are in a service and you're all chit-chatting with me. Uh, so it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Ah, Father, we thank you, Lord. I want to share something that is important that I help you in this area. One of my passions has been that we don't just just say, I trust in the Lord Jesus and that we become a sitting duck, that It is not the will of God that we just say that I trust God and do nothing. And that is where Satan takes advantage of the children of God. For example, when Satan came to Jesus, one of the first things that he said was, Hey, you have nothing to lose if you jump off this cliff, because guess what, as it is written, Angels will be there to hold you as it is written. Yes. So the enemy has always a way of making us say that God is there. God is going to take care of it. Everything is going to be all right. And number one, make us not do anything or make us do things that is outside the boundary of God's protection. Number one, he's going to say you don't need to do anything. You know, just trust God. God will do everything. Trust God. So you are just going to make the same mistakes and then just expect that God is going to come in and just fix everything. But you will do nothing. You will just stay and just Expect God to do everything. And that is where many Christians are very disappointed with God because they really believed. I have over and over heard people say, I have, I, my faith was 100%. My faith was 100%. But if you study the children of God, not only their faith was 100%. There has been situations where they had to do something. For example, yes, Moses is standing before the Red Sea. He believes in God. Yet there was one part that he had to do. He had to hear God. And he had to get an instruction from God. And then he had to stretch the rod. Okay? Later on, the Bible refers to that incident and says, by faith, they crossed the Red Sea true. They're right. But before the faith, he had to hear an instruction. Before that moment, he had to stretch the rod. Okay, so he had to hear an instruction and there has to be an obedience. So faith, without instruction, And without obedience. Is something that is going to disappoint you. Is something that is going to hurt you. I like a practical Christianity. I like practical Christianity. I like practical Christianity. I've been in the church too long now. To just believe for the sake of believing have been too long in the Lord, to to just be a Christian by namesake. I want to be a Christian that understands. I want to be a Christian that has information. Because I know our God is perfect, because I know that our God is righteous, so I cannot blame God no matter what happens in my life. I cannot blame God. So then it is more convenient for us to just blame the devil. Now this is the problem with blaming the devil. By blaming the devil, we are giving him too much credit for who he is. You can't blame God because he's perfect. All his ways are perfect. You don't want to keep blaming the devil because... You're giving him too much credit to his power. Even when he's done, you can always take a moment and say, what about me in, in my life? What could I have done better? What could I have done better? Now, for those who've spent decades being a Christian, Who has not developed the capacity to hear God? Okay, I gotta take it easy. (laughs) But those who have been a Christian for the longest of time, that just gone to church for the sake of going to church, and have never learned the art of looking within, for them, it becomes very difficult. When somebody just is just is putting the torchlight onto their face and saying, Hey, could you have done better? Their defense almost jumps up. <laughs> their defense is 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 is, is, it is becoming it becomes very painful to even say that, okay, there was something in my life that I could have done better. So then we start making theologies of how God has allowed sufferings, and God has done. God has done this, and we like creating theologies to suit, you know, suit them. I've been praying about whether I should share some things or not, share some things or not, share something. And I told myself, if I teach these things, I'll become a very unpopular preacher. I become very unpopular because. We have become a generation where we like hearing things that comfort us. There are, there are different kinds of believers. There are different kinds of people in life. One of the kinds of person is, you know, they, they like, their teacher to give them participation trophy. You know, they like encouragement, they like, you know, they're too sensitive. Then the the there is a group of leaders, they love feedback. They love feedback from the right source. And they thrive with it. So they they are the kind of people that will look at you and say, Pastor, you're beating around the bush. Go ahead. slap me, correct me, kick me, fix me, break. Do whatever it is required through the word of God. I'm not going to want you to babysit me for 20, 30 years. I want the truth as it is, even if it is painful. I want it as it is. And that is where we have to start looking. Are we doing enough? So. When I was praying for you last week. Before I came online. The Lord was showing me. That in this season. There has been a lot of witchcraft against the children of God. Witchcraft. Now when I say witchcraft, I'm not just talking about people that are seated in a place and doing some voodoo, even though that is true. I'm talking about certain demonic activities that have been accelerated in the last one to two months around the world, demonic spirits that have been released against the body of Christ, released against the people of God, released in... So sometimes what happens is the spirit of Antichrist will begin to use any source to amplify the attack against you. Okay? We know that the spirit of Antichrist is already here. And what the enemy will do is he will try to amplify everything. When there is an attack, the enemy will try to amplify everything. He will use any point of contact to increase what he's already doing. So if there is already a witchcraft, everything is amplified, everything. So there has been an increase of demonic attack against the people of God in the last season. But I believe that what we are doing in this month is going to cut off the work of the enemy as we enter into the month of May. And the month of May, as the Lord promised, God is going to cause it to blossom again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I am preparing myself for what is coming in May. And people of God, prepare yourself for what is coming in May, Because the Lord will release a mighty grace upon those that are preparing in this hour. So what the Lord put in my heart to share with you is this. That there is, when there is that work of the enemy against a child of God, a child of God Must accelerate their offense against what the enemy is doing. So, when I was praying, meditating, and seeking God for some of you, I said, Lord, what is, show me what is the problem. And the Lord began to show me that even though, even though you've had prayer coming your way from your end there are some things that you need to do to cause whatever grace is covering you whatever anointing is working for you in order for that anointing to be amplified in order for that grace to to saturate your life there are some things that you have to do from your end there are some things that you can do to amplify that grace to absorb that grace because Sometimes it's, it's like the grace is coming, but it's just falling off. It's just falling off. So we don't want that. We want it to stick. We don't want what is coming to you on Wednesday and Sunday, what is being released to you, we don't want it to fall off. We want it to stick. We want it to stick. So whatever is causing it to not stick, we got to fix. So the first instruction that I'm giving you today is that when you begin to sense that there is a delay in your life, when you begin to sense that there is a certain demonic activity in your life, What you need to do is do more than say a word of prayer. One more time. Do a little more than say a quick word of prayer. This is the problem. You know, I was watching my my children play a video game. I was watching, I noticed something very interesting that some attacks, they don't give up easily some, the way the enemy works, you got to understand, he's like a roaring lion. Okay, and this is a video game. Silly animation. And then I started thinking, this is how it's in a video game. I don't even want to imagine how much more persistent a demonic activity is. A demonic activity. Yet, Children of God, they say a word of prayer once in a while. They say a word of prayer, say, God, please take care of it. Thank you. And then you go back to sleep. No, you have to develop a life of prayer until you feel that something is broken. Did you hear me? You have to develop a prayer life. And consistently pray until you sense that that thing is broken on your life. I'm going to break it down for you. God has um, if God has blessed some of you with visions. We thank God for that grace he has released. God has blessed some of you with dreams. And we thank God for Every dream, good and bad. Yes. So, every vision that you receive, okay, every dream that you receive, it has a shelf life. Every vision, every dream, every time you are discerning, uh, attack against you, against your family, against your marriage, against your finances, whatever. This is applicable to every attack. Every time you sense something, see something, feel something that is working against you. Remember this. There is a shelf life for that demonic activity against you. Each demonic attack that comes against you has a different shelf life it's not the same so the last breakthrough that you received probably just required you getting up in the night and saying, god please don't let it happen in jesus name amen and you said a few prayers and okay that demon left but remember not every attack that comes against you has the same shelf life now this is where the problem is because you prayed the last time in such a manner now you're facing a new challenge now you're facing a new limitation in your life a new delay in your life a new spirit of oppression in your life and you're using the same strategy that you used last time that is the same strategy you're using now and you're expecting the same result now I'd like to share a little of why I I decided that I share this with you because when I was praying I was seeing a certain demonic attack coming and I was and I said wow their pushback is not enough their pushback is not enough their pushback is not enough sometimes we are deceived by How the enemy attacks, the way it comes to you. Sometimes it is a family member. Sometimes it is a friend. Sometimes it is somebody that so-called brother. So sometimes the way the enemy comes at, at you has a way that it it seems harmless. Okay. Let me put it this way: when the serpent came into the garden, he did not come as a dragon. With fire spitting out of his mouth. Okay. When the serpent came. To speak with Eve. He appeared as a very intelligent. A a good gentleman. Wasn't even pushing his. His. His uh, understanding to Eve. Wasn't forcing. Wasn't threatening. Wasn't blackmailing. Very. Carefully. Strategically asking questions do you really think this is this do you really think this is what God said do you you know do you understand how the enemy comes he always come in a way he will begin to ask you questions in a way so the way the enemy does is he doesn't really manifest as a dragon okay but this shrewd serpent is enough for you to lose your place in the garden. So some attacks affected you. Okay, now don't get upset with me. You promised that you you're gonna stay and hear me out. Okay. I've close my eyes so I don't see if you're leaving or (laughs) stay. You know me by now, that I'll still preach. Some attacks. Shouldn't, shouldn't have come upon you. Some attacks shouldn't have had such an impact on you. Some attacks shouldn't have had so much victory over you. But yet, it did. And somehow, you didn't know about it until all that drama was over. By the time you woke up, it was too late. Are you with me? By the time there was an attack over your health, over your finances, over something, it was too late. So now you are sitting and worrying about what happened, why it happened. It's too late. So let me put it this way. God walks into the garden, takes Adam and Eve, and throws them out, okay? That's painful. That's huge. But when the when that devastation happened is not when the attack was happening. The attack was happening when that simple conversation was taking place. You see what I'm talking about? So the reason why many of you have missed an opportunity to punch back hard was because When the attack was happening, you did not feel the urgency to punch it hard. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. You wake up in the morning and you see a dream. You see something happening. You see something disturbing. And you're thinking, ah, what could this be? You turn around and go back to sleep. Within hours or days or weeks, the dream comes to pass. You missed an opportunity to punch back. You missed an opportunity to destroy the work of the enemy. What happened? You missed the shelf life of that attack. Before it could affect you, you had an opportunity to punch back, but that punch back was weak. You're only waking up after everything was over. You're only waking up after you you lost your position in the garden. And then you're like, oh no, I did see a dream. Yes. So I I want you to be alert. Saying, when the enemy does something, am I going to take it easy? Or am I going to be alert and Punch back hard. And when I talk about punch back hard, I'm talking about how you cannot stop praying until people of God, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. Even after you pray, your spirit will feel unsettled. And that is the Spirit of God saying, warfare is not over, your battle is not over. That is the Spirit of God saying, fight that is the spirit of god saying you cannot stop praying so so you can't just pray and then be sad no pray until there is no more sadness and the peace of god comes peace of god comes into your spirit there was somebody whose place was broken into and he was telling me he said for three days i kept feeling oh what if a thief breaks oh what if a thief breaks oh what if you know this 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 stuff that is lying around here i have to i have to make sure that the thief listen that was the holy spirit in them talking to them yet that person waited until the thief had actually entered And after that, they're like, oh, my God, three days I've been feeling something. I This person even went and prayed, but they didn't pray until the victory was done in the spirit. So when that suffocation or unsettling feeling comes into your spirit, that means your spirit is picking up a sense of a spirit of stealing that is around. (laughs) Spirit of stealing is around. So you have to... Call for war immediately. Not stay and say let's see what's happening. You have to call for war. Meaning you have to immediately declare fasting if required. Immediately go on your knees. You prayed in the morning for 20 minutes. And then you go to work. Your heart is still not feeling like that 20 minutes prayer was enough. Pray in the car and you are in the car, and you're feeling like, no, 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 I prayed, I prayed 20 minutes in the in the house, 30 minutes in the car, and I'm in the office, this thought is bothering me, this thought is bothering me, that means the war is not over. War is not over. Don't go back home and watch Netflix. <laughs> oh my God, I, I just have to say it. No, war is not over. Turn off the television and Pray until you feel that the victory is done. So you have to now be careful to identify between a, a, a logical peace and a divine peace. Okay? This is why I'm, I'm, I get scared when when I hear somebody say, I feel peace about marrying this person. I'm like, okay. we got to back off because... What what kind of peace are they talking about? Is, there is a, a, a peace that can come to you logically. Logic, where you say, okay, I prayed for half an hour. Usually I pray for 10 minutes, but this time I prayed for half an hour. How can God allow this to happen? And then now that I prayed for 30 minutes and not my usual 10 minutes, I've done three times better. So there's a logical peace. I'm not talking about logical peace. I'm talking about divine peace where your spirit man that is connected to the spirit of the Lord that is one with the spirit of God is testifying to you that my child, right now, the the fear that you have is no more required. This battle is won. This is your human fear now. Go and sleep. Go and sleep. <sighs> Am I helping somebody? Let me give you one more practical thing. How do I identify? Is this piece logical piece or is this piece a divine piece? A divine piece must follow with a now rama word. Okay. The reason I'm telling Rema word is because we Christians, we have hyped ourselves by memorizing many verses. So you hear coronavirus, uh, Psalms 91. You hear some other danger, you immediately, you are talking about another verse. Now, those are verses from your experience. I'm not talking about verses that that you, you memorized. I'm talking about verses that the spirit of God will give to you as an instruction of, okay, now be at rest. It is over. Victory is yours. That is when you know, okay, there has been a peace in my heart. Until then, don't stop the battle. Until then, don't stop praying. Until then, don't stop crying. People of God, let me tell you something very powerful. One of the most important moments in your life is when you go on your knees before God. Did you get that? One of the most important moments in your life is when you go on your knees before God something stands still, demons freak out because you know when we go on our knees we go on our knees when we are we are saying God I am desperate I don't know how to solve this I humble myself I need your help that is the moment when suddenly the Holy Spirit becomes very magnified, those who put their trust in the Lord, they will not be disappointed. There is a moment, that is the ultimate moment, where you just go on your knees and say, Lord, I don't even know what to pray about this. I don't even know what words to use, but I am on my knees, Lord. I want you to see me. I want you to help me. I am submitting this into your hands. I'm surrendering this into your hands. Hey, something happens. Heaven opens. Heaven opens. People of God, I promise you, try that. You're going to see how you will begin to see the lord's grace multiply you will begin to see light of god come into your life it doesn't matter what your situation is well your wife and you you spent an hour arguing okay fine now how much time are you going to take your wife and you before the lord how much time are you going to pray you know this is what what i i i don't understand many times people read a lot of books about marriage they do a lot of counseling but the question is how much time did you pray together if you measure that you see, you, you don't, you, you have dates together, you do movies together, you do a lot of things together, but how much time do you pray together? Just that, I'm telling you. Now, should I say it or not? I'll say it. I'll say it in a nice way, because if kids are watching me, praying together, is a deeper bond than marital intimacy. Praying together. Because praying together creates a spiritual bond. The bond in the spirit is a more powerful bond than a physical bond. So that's why if you're not married, Singles don't pray on the phone together. You can do that after marriage. (laughs) That's additional information. That is additional information. So what you need to do is you have to weigh your threat. Weigh your threat. And say this level of oppression, how much of prayer is it required? Weigh your threat. Look at the opposition that is coming to you look at what the enemy is doing and weigh it and say this level of a spiritual attack this le- level of attack on my health on my finances on my life what level of prayer is it required in order for me to have victory so please don't just don't just pray out of habit don't just pray out of habit Pray about with intentionality. And you will begin to see victory. Do you have any questions? Post it right now and then I'm going to take you break it down for. Why do we not jump up and fight back in the moment? I think um, there is a training and information that comes to you that causes us to react differently. Now, if you are a chef, I cannot give you a sword. If you are a chef, giving a sword into your hands is not going to be a successful war. And naturally, organically, natively, we are not... Christians are not trained to be warriors. We have been trained to be some nice, cute diaper Christians. And we are so dependent on hearing nice, cute servants that doesn't challenge us, doesn't push us, doesn't. We, are, we like that. So the reason why we don't react is because we are not trained to react. You know if you give a chef um, a spoon and if you give uh, somebody who's who's trained with martial arts you give him a knife when there is an attack who do you think will respond faster the one who is trained to be a good warrior he's the one who is going to react so if you ask me why is it that we don't react it's because we were not trained to be warriors we were trained to just say, God is so good and just go to sleep. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so let's, what are the other questions that's coming? What happens when the shelf life expires? It's a good question. Um, when either you are alive or the demon is alive. It, it's one of you are hurt in the battle. So the shelf life of the attack, it's, it's designated to have one person that will come victoriously so you have to look at that shelf life uh, how to discern which altars are needed to combine with prayer to get to victory how to discern I, I, I think they somebody's asking how to discern which altars are needed to combine with prayer to get a victory you cannot you cannot determine that everything has the same formula. You have to. This is why we need these kind of teachings. We, every every week, I'll try to work on this topic for a little longer, um, that that we are able to to look at each situation and say, okay, depending on the situation, to that level of a kind of warfare. Uh, sometimes, when the attack is on the mind when the attack is on your mind you don't need to it may not require a fasting and prayer okay you already your mind is under attack now your physical exhaustion is going to cause more difficulty for your mind okay you're starving yourself and your mind is already under battle now you can't even think clearly so maybe for that all you need is to spend daily time of just silencing yourself and meditating on the word of God, just meditation, meditation. So for that battle against your mind, what you need is rest. So maybe what you, you, you need is not a a full fledged 40 days. I'm going to go even, even further crazy. And then you're more exhausted and you're wondering why your mind is not healing because what you needed for that struggle was to come to rest okay so you have to weigh every attack of the enemy and learn how what level of of spiritual warfare is required for this now if you feel like your physical harm is coming your life is under threat somebody in your house is about to die you saw a dream a vision uh, hey pull off pull up every everything that you know pull up every every angle every direction build altars fast pray cry worship do everything that you hear god in that moment you don't just go into meditation and you know you need to you need to act on it and rise up so i'm just i'm just guys like i said each problem you have to learn to to say okay this requires this level you ask the holy spirit and the holy spirit will give that to you but you have to discern with each, each of, each of this. Somebody is asking: Is this the same when we have a vision that is from God about a destiny? Does it have an expiry date too? I have noticed that that God, even in the scriptures, you know, you will see God said, "I'm giving you Canaan. I'm giving you Canaan. That is yours." But did those guys go into Canaan? You know, I've heard this over and over again. Again, these are called Christian myths. Okay, Christian myths. Oh, if it is yours, it'll come to you. Really? Sorry to disappoint. It was theirs. Canaan was theirs. But they died in the desert. In fact, Apostle Paul once says, I... a a door that he was trying to enter he tried entering once twice and then he says that satan stopped me oh mighty apostle of god mighty he's a mighty anointed apostle you know half the epistles more than that that we read is from this man of god okay and he is saying satan stopped me okay So we can't just take it for granted that just because there's a prophecy, just because there is a promise that it is just going to come. No, no, no. You have to fight and make sure that the giants in the land are dead. If you just walk in and say, hey, you have to go because God had told me this is mine. No, 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 no. He's going to kill you. So what is yours? Don't just, just hope that it will just fall into your place. That's a very, very, it is not just wrong, it is a worldly teaching that has come into the church. What is yours will really come. If that guy was supposed to be yours, he would have, he will definitely come. Really. That doesn't mean that you don't, you don't shower yourself and you don't take care of yourself and then say, ah, if you are mine, then you're going to come to me. No, 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 no. He's going to run away from you. So, So, okay, next question. Somebody is asking, why can't some people become desperate for their breakthrough? I think the reason why, there, there are a few reasons, but one of the reasons why we are not desperate for our breakthrough is because our life is not dependent on it. So with that now, I said, we are not desperate for our breakthroughs because our life is not dependent on it people are not able to see far they have Medicare, they have salary, they have food on the table. From people of God, what is coming ahead for us? I can't help but, I can't help but, but feel that, hey, If the church does not rise up uh, with a great weapon, as a great army, if the church does not rise up with full force, I'm afraid that the words of Jesus uh, will come to pass, that many will become cold in that hour, many will lose faith. Thank you. The way we are not strong now. When the real trials come, persecutions come, when people hate you, life becomes hard just because you're a believer in the Lord. They're going to make life hard. I'm telling you, we will not last if we have not learned all this art of war. The the war in the spirit. So I hope that um, you're taking this video seriously. Does prophecy have a shelf life? That's another painful one. I believe that we can we can, um, we can we can miss certain prophecies that were supposed to happen how do I get close closer to God I spend a lot of time you don't get closer to God because you spent a lot of time you get closer to God by understanding his mind his heart because you see Moses was even powerfully used by God Moses was somebody that saw the power of God and yet he came to a place where he says that um, I want to know you I want to see your face so it's he had the power of God yet he's saying that I want to know you. So there are there are people that have been very faithfully praying, faithfully seeking God, but that does not mean that you have understanding. I remember one time, one of my son, son, he he a spiritual son, he asked me. He said, Dad, Dad, I've noticed you've changed the way you approach God. He said there was a season where you 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 focused a lot on prayer. He said, but now I see that you have focused a lot on understanding. And that itself is a testimony because when I focus on prayer, God in his mercy began to help me understand that what I needed was understanding. Okay? Because I have seen people that can pray like nobody's business. And I have seen people that have learned that, got that grace of understanding. And I've seen that with that little, they go far. So it's not about working hard. It's about working smart. Uh, how to be in sync with God during warfare. That's good. How to be in sync with God during warfare. Um, one of the things that you you have to be aware is that the only way you are able to know you have full victory is by being in sync with the Lord. So, when you sense that there is an attack in a certain area of your life, the way King David did it in the Bible was he would go to God and he said, can I go after them? Can I? Hey, listen, bro, you don't need to ask God. Uh, It's your wife and your children. No, no. King David refused to just go and fight the enemy. His, listen to me, if you were in the church and King David was your pastor, you, I promise you, you will leave that church. You will be like, what's wrong with this man? Our wife and our children are stolen by the enemy. And this man is calling for the priest and saying, uh, can you find out if I can go after the enemy? Will he give me victory? Can you imagine that for a minute? your wife and kids are kidnapped and you are asking the Lord should I go after him majority Christians today they would say this guy is a super spiritual Christian you know it's just, you just need to use common sense you don't need to ask God you see that's why you are you and uh, you are not King David okay <laughs> because we have so much so much <laughs> so much pride in in what we know Or our own understanding. That is why the Bible says, leave not on your own understanding. Okay. When you go into the battle by knowing that God is in this battle, now God is responsible for your safety. One more time. When you go into a war knowing that God is in the battle, now God is responsible for your safety. So that is why as you warfare, you have to ask the Lord, there are places where the lord has told me don't don't go into this place this is not something that is your battle don't go into this place and i have seen people that have gone into certain places that was not their battle and physically being harmed physically being harmed growing up i i want to thank god right now for my pastor uh, in bangalore uh, reverend m a verges and uh, it was a church that had so much understanding of spiritual warfare, um, and, uh, it, and I saw things growing up as a little child, um, because I was in the ministry growing up. They were kind enough to to you know see the giftings on my life and uh, allow me to come into adult um, uh, prayer groups and, and spiritual warfare. As I watched them the way they prayed and I watched how some people that went into certain warfares, later on was attacked by demons. Later on, they they were divided in the church. Later on, if there were four people that went into a spiritual warfare that they were not sent by God, these four people were no more friends one year after. You know, I watched that growing as a child and I said, this doesn't make sense. One year ago, here they were fighting principalities that they were not sent to fight. One year later, they are not even in talking terms with each other because the principality doesn't say, oh, oh, these young people, they just, they're passionate about the Lord. And no, 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 no. So you have to hear from God, Lord, how much can I go in this? What? extent can I fight what backing am I under what grace I stand under what the name of the Lord is there but is this my assignment this is a good question Nicholas is asking what type of attack requires to go to see for a leader for help Um, I, I believe that anything that you feel that is beyond your your understanding and capacity. Uh, you have to quickly go to your leader. You have to, you have to say, this is not my strength. Before I, I go into too much of, of warfare, go, I need to take it to my leaders and ask for counsel. So whenever you feel like you are getting into a zone that is beyond you, you know just i'm I'm just watching somebody's comment and i was just reminded of what they were doing this person one of our our spiritual daughters she was blessed by god to help somebody uh how do i say it without giving away too much information Uh, in a in a very um in a in a state level or something that is in a national level and she began to notice that people that was helping this organization, they were falling sick, they were, they were having cancers, they were having attacks. And she quickly, she, she gathered intelligence, spiritual intelligence, and she came to see us and said, wait a minute, I don't want to enter into this organization without your blessing. Because I, I used that, that spiritual intelligence and I observed that anybody that has gone into this assignment has had tremendous demonic attacks and so before we enter into that we want to bring it into the light we want to make sure that we have your blessings before we enter that so so i think it is wisdom for you to know is this beyond is this beyond me before i enter into this i need to be careful use wisdom um, so that i might have uh, prayer backup. I have people that is praying with me, standing with me, believing God with me, that if you enter into a place of deception, if you enter into a place where you're ignorant about something, you're not carried away, you still, you already informed somebody of what you're doing and that we are able to help you better. Okay, Uh, I hope this is helping somebody. How much of our own flesh gets in the way of effective warfare? I think uh, I, I, uh, flesh is something that is always in the way, right? If I can, flesh is always something that that will be um, a hindrance to to what God wants to do. So you have to you have to keep discerning that. Um, let me give you an example that comes to my heart so when you have a warfare that is supposed to happen one of the ways the enemy will use your flesh against you is by bringing impatience okay so you you want to really have a warfare and you want to have a victory in one area of your life but you're not patient so you want victory right now today tonight so what happens is you start feeling suffocated. Why is this not happening? Am I not doing anything right? What is happening? Did I not, did I not build an altar enough? Did I not pray enough? Did I not believe enough? So, you, so the enemy sees that you have a weakness. The enemy sees that your weakness is impatience. So now he will use your impatience against you and he will make sure, okay? For example, if, if anger is your, 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 your weakness, now there is a warfare that is coming you have to have victory in this area in this in this finance you have to fast you have to pray suddenly you fly off the handle now the bible says your anger does not work the righteousness of god okay so now you are standing there you have lost it you've allowed anger in your heart that means that the anger of and anger is, is not working. The righteousness of God. That means you are now standing uncovered, and now you you are praying for breakthrough, and you're wondering why you don't have breakthrough. And that is why he said, "Hey, be careful that you when you when you pray, husbands, you know, you 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 make sure that you you have kept your heart clear, because otherwise your prayer will not be answered. Why? Because flesh is always trying to get into your way of your warfare." So the enemy is like a rolling line and he's always waiting to exploit your weakness. Exploit your weakness. So that is why even Apostle Paul says, you know, except for a a time of prayer and fasting, don't even hold yourself from each other, you know. Unless you have asked permission, you both are agreed to stay away from each other because the enemy is constantly trying to exploit your weakness. So that once you give in to your weakness, he's empowered. We will pray for today and we will ask the Lord for grace to overcome every area that the enemy will try to make us weak in order for... So that is why Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming and he has no hold on me. He has no hold on, He has no claim on me. He has no claim on me. Now this is Jesus saying because Jesus was going into the biggest war, okay? the war for humanity. and he's saying, in order for that altar to work, Satan cannot have hold on me. He cannot have claim on me. He cannot say, okay this 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 area, I have claim on you. One time I was praying for somebody and I saw a vision, I saw claws. And inside those claws, there was a lot of of dirt, a lot of dirt. And I was seeing the claws of the enemy going in and and clawing somebody. And uh, what I saw was the claw was removed. But long after the claw was removed, the dirt was deposited inside them okay that was a vision that you know sometimes spiritual things we need to understand from the spirit so the lord was showing me how this is what the satan does he he leaves a dirt inside you okay so you still love jesus you still go to church you still are doing everything that you believe you need to do but still there's a certain part of satan that was now deposited in this person's soul, okay? So now that is that is his claim. Satan is gonna be like this guy, he wants to punch me. And he's saying, but my deposit is in him. There's parts of me that I've deposited in him. So this is where we have to be careful. When the enemy makes us sin, this is what he does. He puts a certain claim in us, something, that, something in you, that connects you to him so after that no matter what we pray no matter what we do you're looking at a battle that the enemy is saying you know you don't have legal claims on this because i have claim on you and that is where as a child of god we have to learn to to learn to surrender learn to wash ourselves with the precious blood of jesus every day ask the lord lord today we can learn from the life of Job every day. He built altars every day. He sacrificed and he, he would sacrifice and intercede for his children saying, just in case these guys have messed up, let my sacrifice speak for them. Let my altars be for them. So as a child of God, we obviously there is no sin offerings anymore, or offerings for sin. Um, the ultimate offering for sin is Jesus and he died on a cross. So you cannot build an offering for your sins, um, but for everything else. So that is where you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, I have this weakness in this area. I have this this impatience in this area. I've opened the door for the enemy in this area. I've opened the door for the Lord. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Satan, no, you, I may have done what you accuse me of, doing but you have no claim on me because the blood of jesus is washing me look i made peace with my husband i've made peace with my wife you have no claim on my house you have no claim on my children you got to understand some people what they don't realize is the way the enemy can attack your kids is by dividing husband and wives so you guys are sitting and fighting each other and you don't think that the enemy has opened a window so so it's like this if 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 uh, if uh, if a rat enters a house how is he entering he's entering the house through your door okay he or a window he's entering through a hole that you you left unclosed now do you think that he's just going to stay there no he's going into the kitchen he's going to cut wires he's going to munch on anything he finds he's going to create a havoc in different rooms but the door was something on one corner but the damage that is happening is in different rooms. So you've got to understand, every time you don't work on your, your character, you don't work on your patience, you, don't, you are still selfish in your marriage, you are still fighting every day. What is going to happen is that the, the, the where he attacks is no more, you know, between you both. Where he attacks is your womb. the way he attacks is your children, the way he attacks is, is anything that you touch, your business, your finance. This is where people are ignorant. So what happens is when an attack happens on this area, people don't take time to locate. I was talking to one of my sons today and I was he was asking me a question. He said he said that this person does is he not able to see that this is because of this? And I told them, I said, man, we are not trained to think as warriors. We are not trained to think as battle generals. We have we been spoiled. We are trained to say, it's okay, Jesus loves you, nothing will happen, everything will be okay. So can you imagine? We have been trained to be weak believers because we are so we 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 are drawn to people that will give us assurance that everything will be okay tomorrow. So we can't really blame the preachers. We blame ourselves because we choose that meat. We choose to hear people that will say, it's okay, it'll be fine. It is going to be fine by the grace of God, but we also need to train our muscles for the day of war. When do you, this is an interesting question, when do you draw the line between using your God-given common sense and relying totally on him for everything? You know, I think there must be a balance uh, because God gave us common sense, okay? But the thing is that common sense has, has to move from just being common sense and make it your spiritual sense. Take time to watch the video. Uh, again, son, the, the title is Developing spiritual, sense. developing spiritual sense. If you go on Revivations slash uh, YouTube.com slash the is the latest video, right? Um, you will find it about developing your senses. Um, I, I, I don't think as believers we have to choose between when do we go with common sense and relying on God because why not just make it spiritual sense instead of common sense, uh, instead of spiritual of having to choose between this and this why don't we we work on developing a spiritual sense you know there, there there's a term they use you know the dogs have sixth sense believers must have spiritual sense and that spiritual sense is not without common sense but there is something that rides the natural limitation there is something that that stops the limitations that that common sense brings so that is why we can't just depend on common sense spiritual sense is not is not without common sense but it is a higher sense that which is trained by by training okay it is trained by training (laughs) let me try to give you a verse. okay hebrews 5 14 but solid food is for the mature, meaning there is a food that is not solid. <laughs> and that means there is a food that is not for the mature. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Okay. So so how do you discern? good and evil. How do you discern that which is good and that which looks good? Okay. How do you discern that which is? Thank you, Holy Spirit. How do you discern between common sense and the highest spiritual sense? How how do you discern and not not make a fool of ourselves? This is the answer. Powers of discernment trained by constant practice. If we can paste that verse again. Powers of discernment can be trained by constant practice. Meaning this is why you should never ignore somebody that has experience in the Lord. Okay? Never ignore somebody that has walked long with God because there are some things that you will only understand because of constant practice so when you find somebody that is full of full of um, theologies and somebody who's practiced what is those theologies go with the guy who's practiced it you know so it's like this you can go to you can go to, you know, one of our um, spiritual doctors. She just finished her education uh, to be a doctor. And she said that for two years, she had to work for three as a doctor before they could give her the certificate as a doctor. I don't know if it was two or four. Uh, um, maybe I'm not getting the numbers right. Uh, but that surprised me. Sick like math. She spent a lot of money training herself to be a doctor, and she's a very intelligent person, and she's even passing the the test with with great results, and yet they will ref, they refuse to give her the operation to operate somebody's heart. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Why? Because as much as information they have. It is not the same as somebody that has constant practice okay so you can have somebody that can quote verses to you about spiritual warfare and you find somebody that has done spiritual warfare go with the one who has done it because how you are able to develop in this area of knowing how the enemy works how you can have victory is by constant practice you'll be able to distinguish okay constant practice so time I see somebody that has had more practice than I I have to learn the and have the grace and the humility to back off and salute that general in the Lord because he has had the exposure to have more practice to understand these things so when we when we are humble that way we learn more we keep growing more how do I get rid of my Dryness or lukewarmness. How do I get rid of my dryness? Number one, follow somebody who is not dry. Okay? You know, the best way to make somebody hungry is to eat yummy finger-licking chicken in front of them. <laughs> you know, just eating in front of them will make them hungry. So, when you are feeling dry, make sure you're connected to a stream that refuses to let you be dry, even for a week. That's a quick answer I can give. Does all dream, all the dreams have meaning? Aye, 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 aye. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. You know, we miss a lot when we don't interpret our dreams. We miss a lot so it's so critical that we just don't see a dream and, and and not not pay attention because definitely if we if we see things and not take time to to ask god for interpretation and and uh, what does that mean and how much should i pray how much how long should i pray there are some dreams god gives you as information and some dreams god will give it to you and say, okay, now I need you to to stand in the gap. Uh, so it's very critical for us to know: is this something that is something for us to pray? Is this something for us to fight? Is this my battle? Is this is this God giving me an information to to understand that some things are happening? Um, and 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 so I probably believe that dreams are dream realm is something that that a child of God must take it very seriously, especially because all the way from our, our, our fathers in, in the Old Testament, Abraham onwards, okay? and then all the way in the New Testament, believers, God used the dream realm to speak to them. Okay? And the Bible says in the book of Job, once or twice, he warns them through the dreams. Okay, so you're looking at at giants of faith that received instruction through dreams. Giants of faith. So it will be a miss. And, and, and it is so shocking how the dream realm is, is not a topic that is taught and dealt with as much as is needed to in the body of christ today it's not available in all circles because people don't realize if god used dreams to speak to abraham isaac jacob and apostle paul and peter and you know these are giants in the lord god will not god use the same to speak to us today absolutely absolutely so when a dream comes you have to keep taking it to the lord and say god what does the dream mean and you have to be careful not to go with the closest interpretation because i've seen some people make that mistake you go with the most uh, easiest interpretation so find somebody that have the grace to uh, that that has the grace to interpret dreams and it is one thing to just logically interpret it, and one thing to have the gift of interpretation. Somebody's asking, can demons give dreams? Absolutely. Just listen. Satan is he is not too complicated to understand. He mimics everything what God does. He's a he's he's a duplicate. He has nothing original. Everything that he does is. He, is, is, he imitates everything God does. If God has a structure, he likes to imitate. If God God uses a certain way of ministry, he wants to imitate that. He is nothing of his own. So absolutely, you the enemy will try to use dreams as well to inter- interrupt you. And uh, how I see is that even when even when the enemy is giving you a dream, you have to look at it through the light of the Word of God. You know and you have to wake up you have to share it with with somebody that 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 is that is a partner in the lord a child of god who has understanding and most of the times when the enemy is planting a dream you can sense that there is something that is not adding up when god is speaking is very clear it's very crystal clear but when the enemy is showing you a dream you know it is not adding up Uh, for example you see you see somebody that that really god is using to encourage you and love you and establish you and lift you up now this person is coming to you in a dream and he makes fun of you okay so what is the enemy doing he's trying to use this person's face to cause you to be discouraged because this is a person that you receive from this is the person you're growing from so the enemy will want you to remove yourself from the place that you are being blessed so that's how you will like hey you wake up and immediately you know hey satan you're not getting me today get out in jesus name okay um and then you so you you have to study the dream and weigh it and say hey this doesn't look like how god speaks this is god is not the author of confusion so when there is a dream and there is like and then this happened and then that happened and then you know it's too much chaos and is not everything is not adding up then you know okay there's an infiltration this is not a dream from the lord but don't be quick to at the same time don't be quick to um, ignore a dream because it is complicated okay because i have seen people have complicated dreams that had detailed instruction but because it was too complicated they just said ah i saw a weird dream like and i heard the dream and i said why would you say this is a weird dream and so it's very important that just because it's complicated you don't think that it is not from god but if it is a dream that is bringing confusion to your heart then you know okay this is the liar speaking this is not god Uh, somebody asked the question i i got a dream but but the dream happened before i can even have time to pray now i don't know the bible says that he 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 makes way for escape right that god will not allow us temptations that that is without uh, escape you know it, it is it is critical that we understand that when god gives us a dream i've said this before there is a window of opportunity. I think we're talking a lot of windows today. Um, there's a window of opportunity in that dream. Okay. Uh, I think it's First Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen, it says, "God is faithful and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability." Okay. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Okay. So there are there is when God allows certain things to come. There's always a place of escape Um, and again i say the reason why certain things happen is because we have under expected what the enemy will do so when when you get a dream and it's a serious dream don't pray for two minutes and go back to sleep you stay until you feel the victory has happened somebody is saying that i i get dreams frequently but i'm not good at interpreting them and i feel like asking leaders is too much how can I improve in my interpretation? That's a, that's a good question to handle. Uh, you, you know, you it's it's not it's not right to all the time go to your leaders with with uh, every dream every day and now they start interpreting dreams every day. But I think you can weigh certain dreams and there are critical dreams that now you want your leaders so instead of going all the way to your pastors you can find leaders in the church you can find brothers who have been in the lord for some time you can find sisters um older sisters in christ you know maybe younger of age but in the spiritual maturity and uh, uh, you know they are able to be able to discern that dream for you and um, you can look at look at uh, you can you could probably, you know, first discuss that with the nearest believer and try to take counsel. Now, one thing that we can all do is ask the Lord every day, Lord, give us the gift of interpretation. Ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, give us the grace to interpret these dreams. Give us the grace to have understanding. Give us the grace to interpret. It. Holy Spirit, help me understand. Help me. You know, and the Lord will increase. You know, interpretation something we have to, we have to grow in and understanding. So, God will give you that grace as well. How do we interpret dreams that have prophets appearing? And this is this is simple. When when God wants to speak to us, you know, not necessarily you you have Him coming personally to talk to you. So God will use somebody's face to speak to you. He will give us somebody that we honor, somebody that we respect and God will use their face to speak to us. Okay? Mm, How can we know which dreams are for information, which ones are the ones we have to stand in the gap? We ask the Lord. We ask the Lord. That is where uh, we understand geography. We understand how how god's how dominion works how god is giving us authority over certain areas uh, and certain prayers you know for example when the london uh, terrorist attack happened god had revealed it to us uh, some of you may have seen that audio one week before god had shown it to us and even though it happened even though it did have somehow I believe that god allows us to see it so that the enemy does not have his full way so if the enemy did have his full way the amount of um, devastation would have been uh, you know 100 times more so god will use you to to be able to pray and cause a certain control and dominion and um, so we situation to say i cannot give you a blanket answer because situation to situation is different but each of each time we go back to the Holy Spirit. You've got to understand the same Holy Spirit that is leading me is leading you. Okay? So we have the access to that grace of God. So we ask the Lord every day, say, okay, now that God has used me to give you this information that, hey, you have to be conscious about this, Rala. Now take it to the Lord and say, Lord, I have been taught. Now give me the grace to work on this area. Can I hear any man on that? Hmm. When are you writing the book on dreams? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have a lot of writing to do. This is good. But what if we dream of things we went through in our upbringing as children? Um, Things that may have occurred that bothers us. Okay, that is something is twofold. One, it is something that is not yet healed in you. So the enemy is using that to cause you cause pain i preached about that two weeks ago that god can remove the poison of the wound if you didn't watch that sunday service you should watch it um so it is a good good question you have to remember satan is the accuser of brethren so when he brings you the pain of the past you have to remember what is god's god's um order or god's command or god's instruction about your past do not consider your past do not even consider Meaning, you, know? you you only have to consider the past because you you're worried is going to happen again but god is saying some those things will not happen to you again do not worry about it do not live in that past so so have to remember if the enemy is bringing that up again and again it's because he's realizing that that is an area that is sensitive and he can attack you and hurt you and cause pain and he's using that to taunt you okay so so you have to take time to ask the lord lord give me healing in this area yes how seriously can one act on children's dream i think children are very pure and uh, so you have to you have to take it more seriously uh, you have to discern that you know sometimes we have made it a uh, we have made it a habit to ask our children so did you see any dreams and moses my daughter catherine says no Dad, but moses every day has a new dream he said jesus came and he gave me a chocolate and he said i love you he, he takes us on a whole journey with his dream that he's making it up right away so 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 you have to you have to discern and know if your children's dream is from the lord or let us pray thank you lord jesus Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Matchless love and beauty, endless worth. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Your presence is heaven to me. presence Lord your presence is heaven to me hallelujah hallelujah Lord I bring your children to you Lord I thank you for this opportunity to to teach them the things of God teach them the things of the word of God to bring them to speed to bring them to understanding. Lord, thank you for using me one more time. I'm grateful for your grace. I'm grateful for your presence. I thank you for for your precious children. I thank you, Lord, for passionate people that tune in every Wednesday at different hours, paying a price to be connected to this live stream. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now that you would honor them. I pray that just by their connection, their understanding is growing just by this this connection. Their spiritual life is growing just by their walking in this journey. I, their 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 understanding is going to a new level. Their anointing is going to the new level. Holy Spirit, we ask you. I'm seeing a vision of uh, a scroll that is being rolled and given to some people. Yes, this information that you have received into your spirit is going to grow. It is going to grow. Yes, even, even after this video is over, this information is going to grow. Your understanding is going to grow. Your spiritual intelligence is going to grow. You will be able to have greater victory over battles in the days to come. Reto brokosia. You will be able to have greater victories. Yes, you will be able to stand your ground until you see your victory. You will be able to stand your ground until you see the enemy defeated. You will be able to stand in faith until you see a total victory. You will be able to not be discouraged. You will be able to use many keys, not just one key, until you see a total victory. Holy Spirit, give me the grace to come back and teach them more on this topic. Lord, I can sense your presence. I can feel your guidance in this this hour. And I pray that as your children go into their daily lives, I pray that your presence will empower them. Lord, keep on wrestling with your children. Keep on leading them, Lord. We sincerely desire to please you. We sincerely desire to walk with you. We sincerely desire to honor you. So because because of that sincerity, we ask you, Father, that your grace will be enough for every person. Wherever this voice is heard and whoever is being connected to us sincerely, I pray, Father, that this grace will work for them. That this anointing will work for them. That this presence of God that, are, that is here will work for them. That they will have victory. They will come back with testimony. They will come back that they had victory here. They had victory there. And they have a good news here and the good news there. Because you are a God that we cannot point at. You are a perfect God. You are a righteous God. You are good. You are a good, good father. You are perfect in all your ways. So we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Lord, I pray that in this next season that we will not glorify Satan. We will not give him too much credit. We pray that we will be alert. We will wage war. And you will teach our fingers to war. And I pray that our houses, we will become a place, or our houses will be an altar. It will be a place where the presence of God will come. And Lord, give me the grace to teach a little more further about this next week. Holy Spirit, Control these life streams for your grace, for your glory. Until we meet again, in Jesus' name, Lord, until we meet again, cover us in the blood of Jesus. Until we meet again, protect us. Until we meet again, protect us from every plague. Until we meet again, protect us from every lying spirit. Until we meet again, protect us from the deception. Until we meet again, protect us from the plans of the enemy. Come on, agree with me right now, people of God. Agree with me and say, Amen. Until we meet again. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Protect our family, Lord. Until we meet again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Until we meet again. Protect our families. Protect our house. Protect our children. Protect our wealth. Protect our finances. Protect every area, Lord. Cover it. Cover it. Cover it. Cover it. Let us be found kissing the Son of God. Holy Spirit, forgive us for areas that we have allowed the enemy. Forgive us for areas that the enemy has taken advantage. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will give us grace to be strengthened, grace to overcome, grace for victory. Victory upon victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.